superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody talking about the running back market, coach. Let's go, go, go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Why did this happen with Dalvin Cook, coach? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The salary cap is a real thing, and the decisions that Quasi and our front office, you know, have to make, they're never easy. Today's guests, NFL writer for The Athletic, Mike Sando. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. ESPN NFL analyst, Lewis Riddick. And now, it's Rich Eisen. These are facts. Every last thing you just heard is, uh, is a fact. Uh, and, uh, and we're here, right here on the Rich Eisen Show, live on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and then, of course, uh, the Roku channel. For those who are listening right now, I'm wearing a fantastic light blue button-down shirt that I picked out of my closet this morning eh, for no reason. Uh, but decided to put it on because I think it looks great. And that's the way you should tune into the Roku channel and agree. Um, just what else can I tell you, Chris? It's well, just I, that's the way I'm uh, starting the show. Unironically, Rich, I did the exact same thing. But you button to the top button like you're Rain up. Man. You do the I full Rain Man. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know. I just okay. think it looks better. It's a better look on me than leaving. Okay. Does yeah. that make me the Charlie Babbitt of this show right now? Didn't expect to start this way, but we will. Sure, 328 toothpicks. Good to see you over there, Jay Felly. Where's hey. Mike Del Tufo? He's waiting. Should uh, we get? Here's what is. Should we get like a live stream of him waiting yes. for somebody to Del show Tufo up to the house cam. with a Del Tufo cam, like waiting for an eaglet being born? We're like waiting for his <laughs> his washer dryer to show up. Is that what he's waiting for today? Do we know? What is, waiting, is that what he's waiting for <laughs> no, today it's, as well? It's a washer dryer. It's a washer, it's a washer dryer. He's concerned about the floor. And speaking of a man who once had an opportunity to win a washer dryer but walked out with a pool table, T.J. Jefferson, good to see you over there. First and foremost, it was a car. Not a washer dryer. All right. And I know it wasn't a washer dryer because the price is right. We'd call that a kitchenette. Right. Yeah, well, back in all, the day, had I gone on to the game previous, there was a washer dryer. I would have won that, oh. and then history would have been changed. But oh no, is that stupid Ooh. master key. <laughs> That's the way we're starting today's program. <laughs> what a dumb game, Rich. Eight four four two zero four. Rich, number to dial here on this program. Hey, everybody, it's that time of year. What do I mean by that time of year? Uh, I mean it, it's it's a, a training camp, and right around now, uh, with the Hall of Fame game set to kick off Two days. the. Uh, preseason in Canton, Ohio. It's neat. Yeah, we got Pro Football Hall of Famers getting inducted this weekend. Football will be officially back in Canton, Ohio. Love it. And preseason football. And we'll start to wonder what we can read into preseason football. What does it mean? We're already looking at snap counts. Like, why is Brandon Allen getting all these snaps in San Francisco's training camp when you need to get you know, Trey Lance's reps and his time. And what's going on with Sam Darnold? Doesn't he need his reps and his time? What, what are, what's with Brandon Allen being getting his reps and time? What are we doing? This is what we're doing. And then, you know, this is after the, the or perhaps we're in full swing of the, look at how Deuce Vaughn is running through a defense that's not tackling him. Because they're not allowed to, <laughs> well, you know, like, and, and maybe, hey, that's an indication that he's ready to play because he's go. bouncing off guys who aren't allowed to tackle him. He's very fast, though, Rich. <laughs> Seven on sevens, 11 on 11. Let's go. What can we read into these things? And in the meantime, how do we pass the time with lists? I am <laughs> going to be hosting the top 10 uh, reveal of the NFL 100 
top uh, players in the NFL. It was voted by their peers. Really? Yes. I actually uh, conducted an interview with an individual yesterday who's number two on that list. So oh. I already know. I know things. So you know the list already? I will not reveal. Because me and Brotman can put some action I on I may that. not reveal. You know why? Right. Because I'm a team player, despite it being uh, an I and Rich and Eisen. How's Aaron Donald doing? And <laughs> despite having an I and Rich and Eisen in the show name for this show. It is. I will never cannibalize NFL Plus in my life. Okay. Did Micah Parsons ask about TJ? Uh, that was, that was going to be my question. Nice tries. <laughs> all you all, nice tries. I will not reveal. You just made the list. There are lists <laughs> being formed and made got, into television shows. I got one more. As we speak. Did Josh Allen give you a virtual handshake? Great try. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny if any of those names are even on the top ten. We got lists. Well, Chris, we know who he didn't speak to if they were number two. We've got lists. That's Mahomes. <laughs> I will confirm that. <laughs> That's simple. Here's the deal. <laughs> lists. That's what we're trying to do. While Aaron Rodgers is getting all chit-chatty with Liev Schreiber. We got lists. And here's the one. Here are the ones. Oh, man. The ones that are created using the thoughts of unnamed coaches and executives. Those are chef's kiss. Mike Sando of The Athletic every single year has a list that everybody's focused on. We're all focused on this list because it's 50 unnamed coaches and executives and people involved in the NFL tiering quarterbacks. Five tiers. You don't want to be a fifth-tier quarterback. You just don't. There are none this year. There are four tiers of quarterbacks as voted on by 50 NFL coaches and executives. 10 head coaches, 15 coordinators, 10 executives, 4 quarterback coaches, 3 coaching slash analytics individuals, and a partridge in a freaking pear tree. (laughs) (laughs) And tier 1 quarterbacks are those, as described by Mike Sando, as someone who can carry his team each week. The team wins because of him. He expertly handles pure passing situations. He has no real holes in his game. Mahomes one, Burrow two, Allen three, Aaron Rodgers four. Really? Justin Herbert five. What are we doing? What do you mean? What are we doing? Aaron Rodgers is the fourth best quarterback this year. Come um, come same on. same number as his MVPs. Two of them coming from just two and three years ago. Just two seasons ago, best player in the NFL. Uh, no, it's. Tom last Brady. year, last year, last year. Not so much. Not so much. Quarterbacks is nineteen and fifteen in his career, Brockman, and yet he's yeah. Justin t- Herbert, tier A. You talking about Justin a, Herbert? Yeah, win a game on his own. Uh, twenty five and twenty four. But yes, I see your point. Justin Herbert. I meant the everybody last two loves years him. Everybody loves him, and good for reason. I, I take him. Justin Herbert is more skilled than Aaron Rodgers right now. He's not, according to this list. Aaron Rodgers is more. According to these folks. Now, this is a list. These are lists. I love lists. Here's my problem. Tier two quarterbacks, as described. Now we got a little something. Okay. (laughs) Tier two quarterbacks, as described by Mike Sando, are someone who can carry his team sometimes, but not as consistently. He can handle pressure, pure passing situations and doses and or possesses other dimensions that are special enough to elevate him above tier three. He has a hole or two in his game. And number six on that list in front of Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, Dak, Stafford, Watson, and Cousins is Jalen Hurts. Let me land here for a moment. Please do. Have we not learned about Jalen Hurts yet? What have we not learned about Jalen Hurts uh, don't doubt him yet <laughs> do we not account for his makeup and his ascent and the number of times he has been doubted and what he did last year are we saying he's not a tier one quarterback how in the world is that guy not one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and on a certain day or two, he could be better than Mahomes. You betcha. And that day, damn near, was Super Bowl Sunday last year. 
what this guy did last year is as tier one as you can get for a quarterback in the NFL. He is a major problem. And what he did with his legs is what everybody talks about, obviously. But what he did in the passing game to A.J. Brown is something else. You could put that list up one more time of tier one quarterbacks as well. And none of them have what Hurts did in the Super Bowl on their resume and may never. And I took a photograph of this on Super Sunday last year. First quarterback in NFL history to rush for two or more touchdowns and throw another in a Super Bowl. And I took this photograph not only to recall this stat later on on the Monday show, but also just to note that was before halftime. And this is on Super Sunday when everyone's like, how's Hurts going to handle this big moment, this pressure? And I know he put the ball on the turf at one point in a huge turnover that led to points for Kansas City. He did it at every possible way last year. A defensive coach, because, you know, I always look at these things to see who's going to crap on somebody anonymously. And Hurts in the profile, this is as bad as it got, which wasn't so bad after all. But a defensive coach quoted here, so I guess one of the coordinators. Uh, it was a big conversation last year. If Hurts does not play well, they're going to draft another quarterback. But I remember after seeing him going, this dude can play. I thought he was a much better drop back passer than what people were saying. I told our guys, man, this quarterback is good. Hmm. And I take that as he's even overcoming the doubts within his own organization. Remember he said that? Was that right before the Super Bowl or after? Was it after he won the NFC Championship game? Keep on doubting him when he said even people in this town couldn't believe, didn't believe I could do it. I saw that. I'm like, how is this guy not tier one? How is he not? So this is a big season again for Jalen Hurts, and you're just feeding this fire. Just feed it. You're just stoking it. Look out. Look out. Look out. Because A.J. Brown is going to be better and look out because Devontae Smith is going to be better and look out because Dallas Goddard's going to be better. Look out. Jason Kelsey came back. Look out. You know who's going to be really, really good this year? All the Georgia Bulldogs that they drafted. Not this year. Last year. Last year. Jordan Davis. Apparently healthier than ever before. He dropped the weight. He knows what's what in the pros. Kobe Dean. I think is as healthy as before. These guys know how to win. I'm just saying, don't give them fuel to the fire. And tier one, tier two, who cares? I get it. I can't believe that somebody out there saw what Hertz did last year and thinks that he still has... Does he have something to prove? I guess what he has to prove is... You can do it again. Is, is it to do it again? Yeah. Or does he have something to prove? Like, game on the line... Championship on the line. Can he do it in a two-minute drill to lead his team for a comeback win? We got robbed of that last year, as we all know, by a yellow flag. We got robbed of that. Not to go down memory lane in a way that folks could be in Philadelphia breaking out in hives. I don't know, man. Well, that, that did suck. But, yes, to your point, Rich, do it without your feet. That I mean, that's what the pure football purists want yeah, to but, see. But that's, in that's, the pocket, two-minute drill, lead, lead an 80-yard drive. If you think that Jalen Hurts needs to prove it, that he doesn't do it with his feet anymore, you didn't watch him last year. But that's the only reason why his, he's not his, tier one. One of the best moments of the Super Bowl this year that led to that statistic being put up on the scoreboard, rushed for two touchdowns and threw another the touchdown he threw to A.J. Brown. That ball in the air was truly one of the most amazing throws I've ever seen. And it was going away from me. I was sitting in the end zone that he was throwing away from. He put that where only A.J. Brown could go get it. <laughs> and he, he was like throwing against. He was throwing it. He, he was running for his life. And he found that guy. 
All right. I'll take him. In tier one. He's a tier one guy. I, and out of the tier two guys, I think you are you're spot on there where there are guys that have something to prove. Lamar, we got to see something from him where he can stay healthy for a year. A hole in his game right now is his inability to stay healthy. That's a fact. Okay? And I know he's got numbers in the pocket throwing that are stupendous. So I'm not concerned about his ability to throw. I'm concerned about his ability to stay healthy. That's a hole in the game. And if you put up the Tier 2 guys as well, Dak throws the interceptions. Trevor Lawrence is just, in my mind, hasn't done it in the way that Jalen Hurts has done it. Well, Trevor Lawrence has done it for one year. Correct. Or so he's still young enough. Yeah, right. So he's still ascending. I have Stafford, real- can he stay healthy again? Deshaun Watson is there just out of respect to what he did in Houston. But that was three years ago. I get it. I mean, my biggest beef here is Cousins being 12. He really should be nine probably on this list. Stafford missed all of last year. Watson hasn't played in three seasons. Dak has the picks. Kirk Cousins has consistent numbers the last five, six seasons. Mm -hmm. I know it hasn't translated to playoff wins, but who on that list has done anything in the playoffs except for Matt Stafford one time? Hurts is tier one. Hurts is an elite quarterback, and he's going to prove it again this year, and I feel it in my bones, and I I don't even know why I have to keep saying it. What he did last year, it's it's over as far as I'm concerned. What, is he going to forget? Is that what's going to happen? He's going to forget how to play? I know you're nervous about it. I would be. Yeah. If I'm sitting there in Dallas and, the, you know, you got you got the Lion there and Parsons, you got all those guys who are terrific playing football, and then you have somebody like Hurts sitting in your division? No thanks. I'm sitting here, you know, thinking this is the best Jet chance to actually make a Super Bowl since Rex Ryan was a coach and maybe in my entire lifetime, and I got Josh Allen I'm staring up at. And that's after Brady finally freaking left and retired. Hertz is, the one, Hertz is one of those guys. I, I would put him in that list, you know, and if you say I could only take five, I would, un, unfortunately for Justin Herbert, I'd kick him out. And I know his skill set is remarkable and deserves every penny he just got and is definitely somebody who I would build a team around and is elite. But if I can only choose five guys, Jalen Hurts did it. Super Sunday, everybody's like, what are you going to do? And he breaks a record before halftime. And Chris, you said that the people want to see him do it with his arm and not his feet. But I'm looking at these stats, 27 to 38, 304 yards the thing, in the Super Bowl. The thing like, nobody talked about last year about why the Eagles were great was the deep passing game. It fired the general manager who <laughs> traded A.J. Brown of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the run game. Yeah. It wasn't their pass rush or their front seven. It was Hurts hitting A.J. Brown. Let's take a break. Mike Sando of The Athletic will join us. I'll personally blame him. <laughs> Lewis Riddick in hour number three. Always love talking ball with him. And Albert Breer will join us from Titans camp, fresh back Ooh. from Bengals camp, and fresh back from getting a text from Jim Irsay from his bus. About Jonathan Taylor. Where does all this stand? That's hour two, and I've got two lists. One of them I'll definitely tell you about. The one that's going to be a surprise. Top five underrated difference makers of 2023. Folks who can make a difference for their team that nobody's talking about. How about the Angels? Right. Mm. Baseball trade deadline day, and the Yankees are an absolute disaster. A stinking pile in the Bronx. Is Judge on the block? All right. We'll take a break here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Mike Sando of The Athletic when we return. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the program, my my uh, phone algorithm is sending me a bunch of stuff from the Super Bowl today. Because you, you just talked about Super Bowl, that's why. No, come on. <laughs> Are you serious? Is it listening to me right now? Yes, uh, 1,000%. Always. Are you serious? 100%. Come on. 100, 1,000, 10,000%. Yes. Start talking about like bracelets. Yeah, and then go start talking Instagram about Instagram and cars. see how many ads you get. Man, I want a new boat. Boat, 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 boat. Huh. Speaking of boat, Arch Manning cards that you sent me, yeah, it's gonna buy me a boat. Like I said, seriously, seriously, really? Which part? You are not <laughs> serious people. You're, uh, you have an Arch Manning card that you think is gonna buy you a boat yeah, one day? Remember? I hope so. I bought those cards like a year and a half ago. He has some high school Arch cards. Okay, and so are nice. you the only human being that that thought of that? <laughs> no, seriously, I, I, I'm not doing that to be. You know, difficult. I, I honestly don't know how this the works. Car, the car, well, he just sold. What was that? What did that card sell for, Brock? Uh, it was a, it was a, a special. He signed a deal with Panini. He, it was a right. one of one card. Mm-hmm. All the proceeds were going to charity, and it sold for a hundred and two thousand. And that's not the card you have. That's not the card I have. <laughs> okay, but you know, if so. Arch goes the way we think he is, so somebody bought that card for a hundred and two thousand. It's the only card. That it's one, one of yeah. one. Okay, yeah, so one-on-one. and then they put that in the safe deposit box yeah. or right on the wall. And you just we can't have it on the wall because the sun might hit it and might exactly yeah. that has to be in a dark, you know, cool temperature. And that, and you place. only bring it out to and people to, can't to show people, but they can't look at it. It'll be like Seinfeld looking at cleavage. <laughs> you <laughs> just you know got to glance and look away. Is that or you? Can't look at it. Don't stare at it. And someone might not be his man. Someone pointed out the highest ever Peyton Manning card. I think went for seventy. So he's already tossed his uncle. So yes, Rich. Okay. <laughs> to answer your question, I'll, I'll bring. I'll, I'll come on your boat with my grandchildren. As hey. you should. It'll be Lord wild, willing. But, you know. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, part of our live stream on the Roku channel. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Mike Sando of the Athletic, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, Mike, you did. Uh, you did some fine work once again, cheering quarterbacks or having uh, a bunch of unnamed uh, coaches and executives do so. What do, what did you learn from it, Mike? You know, I think we're seeing a rich to where more and more of these guys in the top tier and even the top two tiers uh, kind of have the ability to beat you off platform, off schedule. I, I was just looking at the, this is the 10th time I've done quarterback tiers. And when you go back to the first time, it's, it's Brady and it's Peyton Manning and Breeze, right? And and that was really what the tier one quarterback was. And I think you still have to be able to do those things. You 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 still have to be able to win as a passer from the pocket. But so many more of these guys to really get into the top, you know, they have something else they can do when the play breaks down. And so that I think that's that's one thing. And then you know, just Russell Wilson's fall uh, is. Interesting and more than just a one-year thing. I was just looking at it now. It's really a four-year. Th- uh, this is the third year in a row that he's fallen. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, walk me through that one. The Russell decline, if you will. So, Mike, twenty twenty, he's unanimous tier one going into that season. Fifty votes, all tier one. And the next year, it's forty in tier one. The next year, it's fifteen. So that's even going into last year before the debacle in Denver, and now it's zero. So, you know, I think he's clearly lost some of that dynamic athleticism that we were talking about that can help, you know, separate some of these guys. And now you're just kind of hoping that Sean Payton can stop the bleeding and make him at least be efficient again uh, so that he can be maybe in those top two tiers somewhere as opposed to really tier three, your, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and Geno Smith and, and Ryan Tannehill and Max Jones are in there. And that's what you know, unfortunately, that may be he may be closer to that than what he was. 
You know, the thing that I went uh, in on prior to your calling in, Mike, is I, I don't know how Jalen Hurts after last year doesn't get tier one status unanimous. I, I don't know how people are looking at, at him and saying, well, he still has this hole or that hole. Or um, uh, he, The only hole I saw on Super Sunday was the ball coming loose when he's trying to run. Um, that one unfortunate turnover. And unfortunately for him, we were robbed seeing him in a game-winning two-minute situation by a penalty flag that will, you know, leap out every single time we talk about last year's Super Bowl. I don't, I don't get yeah, that. What, think, what, did yeah. you, what did you glean from the conversations about Jalen Hurts? Well, I mean, some of these guys, it's where you're coming from. The first year he was in it, he was 30th, then he was 20th, and now he's 6th. So I, I don't think there's any disrespect in being at the top of Tier 2 and just saying, okay, you had a great year. Have another great year, and you can come in to the top group, which has Mahomes and Burrow and Allen and Rodgers and Justin Herbert. That would be the debate, right? Some people have said, well, wait, what makes Justin Herbert be in Tier 1 and not Jalen Hurts? I just see this as a snapshot in time that Jalen Hurts will be there if he has another good season. Typically, it takes more than one really bad year to just throw you all the way to the bottom or more than one really good year to throw you all the way to the top. From 20 to 6, that's pretty good. Now, I know I just so many... um... You know, Sundays, I'm sitting on game day morning on NFL Network, and we we usually put Kurt Warner in this situation because he's the quarterback on the set. Mike is just like, which quarterback would you choose today? And I look at the Philadelphia schedule at New England, home for Minnesota, at Tampa, home for Washington, at the Rams, at the Jets, home for Miami, at Washington, home for Dallas. That's the first few weeks. Jalen Hurts would pretty much win the conversation is which one would you take today? Uh, and then we finally, maybe maybe at the Jets and Rodgers week six, depending on how Rodgers looks the first five weeks of the season, you, you, you might take him. Uh, and then we arrive at Kansas City home for Buffalo when rubber, I guess, would meet the road as to whether he's a tier one quarterback. And the rest of it, you, you take him every single time. And to me, right. that is a, a, a message as to whether he's tier one or not. That's the way I would. Well, but you basically put it. said I would take him over all the quarterbacks except the ones that are in tier one. Well, I would. I would maybe take him over them. I just need to see. Um, yeah. I, I. I'd say it's still a conversation, which means he's on par. Yeah. Is the way I would push yeah, back he's on right that. Right there one. on the edge. I think. I think the other guys you would have an easier time putting all of your money on them because they're more established in tier one. And Josh Allen went through the same sort of thing. You know, he had a great climb. He's the only guy who's been in this thing for at least five years and improved every year. Uh, Jalen Hurts may do that as well. But there was a year there where he was at the top of of Tier 2. Then he did it again, and he got in. Lamar Jackson went to the top of Tier 2. He didn't do it again. He didn't get in. He's still high Tier 2, but he didn't make – he didn't kind of prove it. So I think it's really uh, – uh, that's all it is. There's no, no one's saying that he's not going to be there, but but do it more than one year. Uh, and I think in some of these, for some of these guys in some of these teams, uh, you have a great situation. You have the best offensive line. You have a great scheme. You've got a top 10 defense. You've got maybe one of the five best owners. Maybe you've got one of the five best GMs. All of those things uh, go into it as well, in addition with Hertz, with where he started out, right? So you have to, when you come in lower, it probably takes you a little bit longer. Remember this discussion with Russell Wilson? Wasn't it the, the absolute high pick? probably takes him a little bit more to win everybody over, and I think that's what we're seeing with Hurts. And I don't think it's necessarily just overly disrespectful to him. I think he'll get there with another good year. Mike and he'll San- put him in there and say, yep, we know for sure we'll take him. Mike Sando of The Athletic here on the Rich Eisen Show after the uh, publishing uh, over the last couple days on The Athletic of the list of quarterbacks in the NFL, top 30, ranked by tiers, ranked by number, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, which one surprised you then out of all of it? Okay, so a couple things surprised me. Um, Kirk Cousins moved up some. Like, I know it's just over the border into Tier 2, but I was kind of thinking, don't we know everything there is to know about Kirk Cousins? Why would there be a little bit of a positive shift? Are people over-reading into the fact that they won a bunch of close games? And then I looked and saw you know, that he had eight fourth-quarter comeback drives, which is tied for the most of anyone in a season since 1960. The other one is, I thought the talk on Kyler Murray was more positive than I was expecting. I mean, he took a little bit of a hit to the top of Tier 3, but for someone who's been 
really openly trashed, you know, whether it's Patrick Peterson or just some of the whispers that have come out of there or the clause in his contract, the guys that I talked to weren't overly down on him and actually made some kind of contextualizing or even some excuses for him. That surprised me a little bit uh, for him. So we'll see. I don't know what he can do this year, but those were a couple things that stood out to me. All right. Can you um, put a little bit more meat on those bones about uh, excuses or or ex- yeah. about yep. caping for yep. uh, Kyler? Yep. Mike? Yeah. So two of them. One, I included two of them in there, and one of them was the idea that, okay, not very long ago this was a playoff team, and you can't find any reason but him why it was. It wasn't like they had this great coaching staff uh, like they had some other players. They didn't have the offensive line like they have in Philly or whatever. They didn't have uh, a great defense. They didn't have a run game. Uh, it wasn't just DeAndre Hopkins. So giving him the credit for whatever success that they've had while pointing to, I think, since then, a lot of things in that organization are really look especially bad. So maybe relative to all that, Kyler Murray not necessarily the driver of failure to the degree that he was made out to be. And the other one was weird to me, uh, but notable enough to put in there. The idea that you have this kind of immature player coming in of, a, of kind of a, a new generation, and the fact that he was paired with some really good veteran receivers like Larry Fitzgerald or DeAndre Hopkins made it maybe harder for him, made it more fatal for him when he made a bad initial impression as as an immature guy. It's hard to win over a fifth. It's hard to maybe win over some of these top achievers who played with good quarterbacks. I thought that was, I don't know that I agree, but I certainly wouldn't have thought of that. Well, I mean, I'm glad to hear that there are some people who feel that Murray has the, um, I guess, fortitude that, um, for the lack of a better phrase, that others were saying he didn't, uh, the fortitude to take criticism or grow or mature or get better, despite obviously him being hurt. Um, I, I fear he's about to go through some things, Mike, because um, if you yeah. take a look at the Cardinals' first few weeks um, of their schedule, there are some games, certainly uh, if Colt McCoy has an off day, uh, the defense might not, um, you know, uh, have a good day. They have a, they have some major problems on that schedule, oh. and and that if Murray say is still not a hundred percent by what week six, week seven, do you just hold him out? And I agree. And then suddenly Caleb Williams is sitting there. This this is a real possibility, Mike. You know? It completely is. They have given themselves options. I thought Monty Ostford did a great job in the draft. They have picks, and then their own could be really high. And all Kyler can do is try to impress them with his off the field. If he does come back, mm-hmm. he's not going to be 100%, the dynamic guy that he was, right, being able to outrun everybody. He's going to look a little tentative. He's, there's no way this year at any point Kyler Murray's going to look his best, right? We can agree on that. He can impress them in the classroom. He can learn the offense. He can be the team guy. Uh, but that only goes so far if you have that top pick with a new regime that maybe wants a fresh start and wants to change some of the narratives that have built up around Murray and the whole organization. I think it's a fascinating place where all those things are on the table, and we're going to be talking about it a lot in the second half of the season. Now, and I noticed, Mike Sando, the athletic here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, that you put Minshew in there uh, instead of Anthony Richardson and then the two quarterbacks, because it's the top 30, uh, that are going to be starting this year that are not in there are the, the top two picks in the draft and Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Did you still kick the tires on those guys with, with your, your, your 50 Analysts? No, because I leave out the rookies because here's what I find. You talk to 50 people, and 40 of them didn't really study those guys that much because whatever their team wasn't going to get them or yeah. that sort of thing. And then I think the projection from college to the NFL is so crapshooty. It's just, you know, you can break down the tape on Josh Rosen and make a case that he was going to be a good pro, and then it's just not even close to that. Whereas I feel like once they've been in the league, there's a much better handle on – what they're going to do. Now, that said, some of the guys in the bottom, Jordan Love, I mean, there's not much to go on, but at least he's played a game, so we can talk about him a little bit. But no, the the, the, the rookies, I think, are 
I mean, anyone's guess is a little bit much, but look at the situation C.J. Stroud's in in Houston. Look at their opening schedule. Look at all the defenses they're playing. I mean, the first seven games are probably six top 15 defenses with who's at receiver, right? I mean, uh, the uh, first you know new offensive coordinator, I mean, what could the expectations be? So uh, not too much on the rookies for this because it's just, to me, too volatile, too hard to project and probably not going to look good uh, early on. Yeah, C.J. Stroud's first game's at Baltimore. Uh, and then his next road game's at Jacksonville. Um, he got Pittsburgh. New Orleans is always the sneakier, uh, the sneaky great defensive team, I guess. You could say that at Carolina is not easy. Um, Mike Sando here on the Rich Eisen Show. So when I before I let you go, what was the – uh, individual who everyone was like, yeah, I'm not going to put him higher up, but look out. This is the year for this guy. Who, who did you hear on that front? You know, Mike? so I think I think the most probably chatter, but I don't think they're betting on him. They want to see is Justin Fields. I mean, when you look at the path that Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, to different extents, have taken to go from sort of the guy with accuracy questions but is athletic to get to the top, I think Fields is by far the most interesting. And it's instead of saying look out, it's more like, hey, I wouldn't be surprised in a thin year. We're talking about him being in Tier 2, but there's enough questions about him as a passer that I don't think anyone's pushing all of their chips into the table uh, on him. And I feel like a lot of the guys in Tier 4 really, I mean, they're – I would rather have him in there than the same old Mariotas and Wences we've we've been looking at, but they're still sort of like you're not really overly all in on them, right? Desmond Ritters and Sam Howell. I don't see anyone like that. So it would have to be Fields in the bottom half of having the greatest potential to suddenly be, you know, up there uh, in in tier two. I'll push I'll push back and say, what about Purdy? I mean, what we saw from him last year, and he, you know, the, some whatever quarterback competition we were hearing about in San Francisco certainly doesn't seem like it's being, it involves him. It's, it's, it's who's two and three basically right now is what it looks like in San Francisco. And if he shows up healthy and just winging it around, like he did at the end of last year and everybody's doing San Francisco things. Uh, I mean, that that is tier two and potentially a, a tier one career written all over it, not to overreact, but Here's what I predict would happen, unless he was just lights out and, you know, really added a lot with his own dynamic play. I bet you he would go to the top of three because what happens with guys who play in a Kyle Shanahan offense or even what's happening with Tua in a Mike McDaniel with those weapons is the credit ends up going to to the the coaches or Jared Goff. Ben Johnson's getting credit. Sean McVay gets credit. Isn't it interesting with some of those guys who are – not visibly dynamic in their own way, right? They're not incredible with their ability to run or create off schedule. When they get in the right system with the right team that has a good defense and makes it easy to win, uh, that all gets taken into account and, and prevents them from getting the suddenly tier one votes. Mike, thanks for, thanks for the time. Thanks for the food for thought. Um, greatly appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's have you on right before the season and throughout. Greatly appreciate it, Mike. Great. Hey, thank you. You bet. Mike Sando of The Athletic here on The Rich Eisen Show. You know who's a system quarterback? Everybody? All of them. All of them. <laughs> Tom Brady was a system quarterback. Yeah, he ran a system. He was the system. Right. Yeah. Peyton, Peyton Manning was the system. Right. Breeze. Everybody's a system quarterback. You know who's one of the greatest system quarterbacks of all time? Ben Roethlisberger. Remember that? When Ben <laughs> came out. And it was just like, oh, God. Just hand the ball off. Oh, who was it? Was it Bobby Brister who got hurt? Was it, uh, no, was it uh, Tom Zach who got hurt? No, no, no. Who got hurt? It was uh, the guy Tommy who was Maddox. XFL Maddox, MVP, Tommy, Tommy Maddox, Maddox was Tommy. hurt. Yeah. And I remember future Hall of Famer Alan Fanica was quoted as saying, oh, there goes our season. We yeah. got this rookie the from rookie. Miami of Ohio. And then he didn't lose until the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I believe he didn't lose until the AFC Championship game. Yeah. And it was nonstop. Just don't make the mistake, Ben. Just Hands on 10 and 2, foot on the brake. Yeah. Don't screw it up. And that's why, you know, when Cower left and Tomlin came in, Roethlisberger now had somebody who's just like, oh, okay, I'd, you're not the rookie that we're, we've been grooming. Yeah, let's let let's, it rip. Right. 
Yeah, was the whole business of season. system quarterbacks. It's just like they don't believe in the guy's ability to win. That's it. We got to see it from Purdy. That's why you're tier four. Got to see it from Hertz. You're just why you're not yet tier one, which is nuts. I have a set of eyes. Thank goodness that work. <laughs> Even with glasses. <laughs> Come on. At any rate, that's nutty. What is going on in San Francisco? I got to find out from Bria. 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 All right. Bria, yeah. Uh, let's get him on the phone at the top of the next hour. But in the meantime, your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Trade deadline. Nothing's yeah, popping. Brockman's looking at the old uh, X machine. We'll come yeah. up with that next. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What does an NFL team get with Jalen Hurts? Well, I'm a dog, um, a relentless competitor, um, and I'm going to work my tail off every day, um, try to win ball games. I mean, I've, I've done a pretty good job of that. And, and, and just most importantly, impacting the people around me to my best ability. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is can a guy impact guys and um, – bring guys with them um, and you know just just bring a bring a presence about himself to the organization and to the program so um, you know, I'm looking forward to what the, the future holds for me and um, I'll just continue to work my tail off and trying to take steps every day to be the best player quarterback and man I can be so what 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 questions are you asked I mean what what more do you need to in your estimation put out there that that you're being asked about well you know Rich it's it's um it's a, it's, a pro- it's a process you know and, and it's something that I've never experienced and and um you know they pretty much just ask me questions to try and get a better feel of who I am um, as a person as a leader um you know and that and that talk ball, right? So it's it's very unique in my position because I've I've had so many different offensive coordinators, um, and I've been around so many great minds in the game. So um, these coaches simply want to you know know what I know. Um, they know I know ball. They know I've been well taught uh, from each and every coach. So um, me spitting back the things that I know and showing them, you know, that I'm a student of the game and I'm very knowledgeable what I what, what I know and, and what I'm doing. Jalen Hurts had us his hello, folks. He had us at hello. That was before his drafting years ago. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about this quarterback stuff, okay? Because Mike Sando was talking about how Justin Fields was the guy he heard from a bunch of folks saying, don't be surprised if he's going to have a big step up. And I just thought to myself, that quarterback class right now on this tier list, Trevor Lawrence is top 10. He's a top 10 quarterback according to the mix of evaluators, head coaches, 50 people. Half of them are either a coordinator or a head coach in the league. Okay, so that's a pretty healthy su- supply of people on the field, in film rooms, circling players to say, don't let this person beat us or we've got to stop that person, right? Trevor Lawrence is there. Justin Fields is the next highest ranked quarterback in tier four at 21. And Mac Jones is 23. 
and not pictured in the top 30 are the second and third overall picks of that draft. Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. And you're hearing right now, Trey Lance is not getting nearly as many snaps as one would think he would be getting when he's got to get better. And the only way he gets better is with reps and any rep. Give him a rep anytime, anywhere. That's the general sense about Trey Lance, who didn't play a lot of college football and was drafted coming off a season in which COVID ravaged his final chance to get game action in college. And it was drafting him on the upside of his height, weight, rep, and tape from two seasons previous. And every time you hear it, you hear they just got, he's just got to get action. And you're hearing Brandon Allen's getting more than his share, one would think. And you're not going to carry four quarterbacks, are you? If any team's going to do it, it would be the 49ers, who could have used a sixth quarterback <laughs> last year. <laughs> right. As they got down to McCaffrey doing wildcat stuff. And then a one-armed Brock Purdy is what they basically were down to in the NFC Championship game. That was wild. So what is going on in San Francisco? What is happening? Is it possible that by the end of this training camp, we have a surprise? Once again, last year the surprise was on the guy that is absolutely gone because not only did he say farewell to the press after their previous game, But, uh, you know, he's still only there because he had surgery on his shoulder. And by the end of training camp, not only did he have a playbook again, he had a new contract. And Jimmy Garoppolo, that was a surprise. No one was seeing that at this point last year. Is it possible this year? Trey Lance just gets released. Out. The gate. Gone. That Brandon Allen, they like him so much. And you can't sit here and go, come on, Brandon Allen. Brock Purdy damn near won the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. So with that team, they see something in somebody, they're going to go with it. Not only because they trust their gut, but they have ownership that says, your gut has the floor. Go for it. Oh, you gave up all that draft capital for a guy you're about to be released? Or it's thinking you're thinking of releasing. Normally, an owner would say, well, you better think twice because um, your ass is on the block otherwise. Not in San Francisco. It's just Jed York's like, okay. That's what you guys think. Is that possible? Would that be your scenario for the Bengals? Perfect that Trey Lance is available and you just can just get him, bring him in, and let him go for as long as Joe Burrow is out. Yeah, I, and that's kind of what I was saying yesterday. I know, you know that was an know, overreaction. I know it was kind of a hot take, but it was just just insurance. You know, we saw with the video that Joe came up a little bit lame, calf strain. Okay, what's the timetable? Unclear. Six weeks till week one. Or do you, if you're um, again, I'm just would the 49ers take a fifth round pick for Trey Lance right now? Would anybody flip a fifth round pick for Trey Lance because he's better than whoever your second quarterback's going to be? And more often than not, in the NFL, you were doing that. What if you're Arizona? That's certainly, I mean, uh, Cole McCoy has been a solid player for a long time. But he also, by the way, you use the word solid. But that was purposeful. But but what if he can't answer the bell one week like he couldn't when Murray was out a couple years ago, too? Uh, Does San Francisco really do that? Or... Or they're just giving Brandon Allen some reps and throw him on a practice squad or and and keep Lance because they believe in him or they're just not going to release him. There's so much chatter surrounding this kid right now. I, mean, I know we're it's still nuts. I know we're still what a, a week away or a couple days away from a Hall of Fame game and a, a full week away from actual, you know, the rest of the league doing preseason games. But I am really curious to see what San Francisco does with these preseason reps. You know, the Rams famously don't play anybody. I highly doubt we'll see, you know, Aaron Rodgers out there playing preseason games for the Jets. But the 49ers have all, all four of these quarterbacks 
need reps. They need playing time. Brock Purdy, we need to see if he's really ready to play football. Sam Darnold, could he step in if Brock Purdy's not ready to go? And, and obviously Trey Lance yeah. needs reps. Yeah. Uh, I, what are they going to do in the preseason? These guys all going to play a quarter each maybe, game? Maybe. Sure, why not? Well, you, 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 you just get Purdy out there to break a sweat, and then you put him aside. Because the crazy thing about this quarterback competition in San Francisco is it's not for one. That's his gig. Yeah, I mean. It's it. There's no competition. I don't think so. If he's healthy, though. I think he which is. Which we don't really I think we're know. going to find out. I and mean, preseason ain't it. It's going to be week one against Pittsburgh. Let's go. Hey, T.J. Watt, there you go. Go get him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or, hey, go protect him. You tell him to the to the line. Hey, Trent Williams, how you feeling? Do you really think That's Brock Purdy is going to play all 17 games this year? Um, I I don't have a, my crystal balls around the corner, but that's the plan. <laughs> but I'm saying seems unlikely. Like, let's get these other guys ready. That's the plan. And let's just hit this here. Can you put up the tier four one more time? And then Albert Breer will join us top of the next hour. Who would you take? You have to buy stock in. And by that, I mean you put stock in it and you'll either make money or you'll lose money this year. Would you put your stock in Brock Purdy or your name? No. I would. TJ, break the tie. On um, Purdy? Uh, I would. Yeah, your name. I, I, I got to see more, man. Yeah, your name. So you say nay. No, Ken- uh, you know what? That team is very good. So and you say yes. I'm going to say yes. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett gets all of my money. He gets all of your money. Interestingly enough, did you finally pay him for that draft choice bet oh. on Kenny Pickett? Yeah, for Long sure. Long time ago. Oh, there it is. There's a twenty dollar bill right there. I'll take Kenny Pickett stock. Do you take oh, Kenny Pickett I'm stock? Buying Kenny Pickett. Go ahead. Put it back up again. Number twenty six on the list. Jordan Love. Yeah, I'm, I take stock in him abso- too. Yes, abso- sir. Absolutely. Hey, you got Christian Watson out there. Is going to make him look good. Yes, sir. Baker. No. <sighs> uh, he's got a great I'm, I'm do- do- receiving. I'm, I'm court. doing it. I'm doing it. You're going to lose money. Okay. We'll find out. You got Evans and Godwin. Like, you better be able to make something happen. Sam Howell, yay or nay? Uh, no. Yeah, I would I would, I would, would pocket my money on Howell Again, for the moment. Again, good receivers, McLaurin, but I, I don't know about Desmond Sam. Desmond Ritter. Uh, yeah. I'll pocket my money on Ritter, too. I'll take your uh, advice on that. Okay. Rich. And Gardner Minshew, I don't even think he's going to start. No, absolutely no. not. No. I don't think he's going to start. Howell, I'd have to consider it. But Baker Mayfield, do not sleep on him if he is healthy that's mike evans and godwin buddy yeah come on he's got he's got brady's setup if he doesn't I succeed mean, here then it's how never many gonna chances happen are we gonna give baker mayfield just because he's the number one pick yeah you do get some um, kind of leeway, i think he's right? in a better spot this year than he was last year with the carolina stuff albert breer coming up well was it the cleveland stuff the carolina stuff or no, the ram stuff well the, the cleveland played, stuff was the shoulder stuff the ram stuff he had one of the greatest comebacks of 2022. That was unbelievable against the Raiders. That was unreal. Cool. And one last <laughs> thing, too. I don't know if this is a, a, a Sean Mitchell or Jordan Shero of, uh, of our crack staff who put this together. Uh, can you put that up one more time? What's with the Sam Howell uh, bedhead? What's with the bedhead on Sam? <laughs> like, Sam Howell's bedhead, you writing that down? Sam Howell bedhead's pretty good. Uh, uh, for, for a fantasy team name. You know, it's another one. Mike Sander used the word crapshooty. That's pretty crapshooty. That's not a bad fantasy well, we're team not, name. We're not going we're back in time. Crap shooty. But Sam, how, what's with the bedhead there? Maybe that's how he rocks his hair. Is that what it is? Could be. That looks like, hey, I woke up. Is it picture day? You know what that looks like, Rich? It looks like <laughs> Sam Howe is so into his playbook and working out and, and becoming the quarterback. He don't care what his That's a head of lettuce, I actually, By the way, you could have that's a head of lettuce. Baker and Sam's headshots and no one would know. You know what Baker looks you know like. What Baker Mayfield <laughs> looks like. They look exactly the same. They look like brothers. Dude. Come on, man. They look like brothers. They're brothers. I mean, look at the tier. The tier four. If you take a look at it one more time, Mike. I'm sorry. The tier four is uh, tier one hair. Look at Purdy. That's very Matt Ryan cut like. Well, Purdy's selling you. Pickett. Sh- Pickett's got. Pickett's got the. Purdy's our stock. Purdy's our stockbroker for this segment. <laughs> look at. It. I mean, Gardner Minshew is definitely not 30th in terms of uh, quarterback hair. Gardner's selling us something, but and then maybe Sam not Howell's stocks. like, "Good morning, yeah. Sam. Take a picture." <laughs> Gardner mentions unrighteous gemstones. <laughs> Here comes Albert Breer, very cool.